everyone merry christmas uh welcome back to the third place uh it's it's a nice cold winter day here in north carolina i'm counting the days to sunday for christmas because i want to be in miami florida away from proximity to snow but before we i get to miami i want to uh have a very special episode with a very special guest uh on a game that i very much adore and that guest tonight is i think a man who doesn't need an introduction but i will do my best uh arguably the funniest man on twitter uh and that man is hayden how are you tonight hayden oh i'm doing wonderful and i will and my goal tonight is to prove that you can't <laughs> you can't trust everything you hear on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Well, we'll see if we can. You can convince the listeners about that. Uh, but I, I, I love your account. I love you, as you know. Uh, you are legitimately w- the funniest person that I know on Twitter. Uh, somehow some way you think of something brand new every time that literally makes me like wheeze so hard laughing like (gasps) currently i'm looking at one of my favorite recent ones where you said pretty sure the career aptitude test i was given in high school said midwife uh that (gasps) one made me die um you you legitimately have such a wonderful uh, point of view with humor and I love it but also outside of being the funniest man I know uh, you are also a poet um, I am holding actually right here with me your first book of poems The Question of Refinement Oh, which came, and that came out was that was that a year or two or two years ago I can't remember yeah um, two years ago uh, but you or at also, least the beginning of 21 yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I and which I love now granted I'm not I don't understand poetry that well. Granted, you know, I'm I'm a gamer first, uh, functioning uh, illiterate second. Um, but uh, you also have a new book uh, of poems called. Uh, hold on a second. I have it written down here. I'm so <laughs> called. So what? You're also so this, what? <laughs> yeah, and, which I haven't gotten to yet, but I will get that rectified soon. Don't worry. But you are also the sole proprietor of Mag- <laughs> Maximus. Hayden told me to say it like that. Uh, he told me to say sole proprietor. But um, I genuinely love all your poetry. I have still in my copy of A Question of Refinement a, a few of the ones that I personally love the most. I I love Kabuki Jesus. I love Mao Zedong, question mark. Uh, I love Organic Mac. Uh, organic matters i also love good enough and that one you know you you have a way with words i think no one at least in my experience has and i'm i'm just like super honored to have you on on the show like it's like you were like one of the people i wanted to get on fairly early in the show's run so thank you well thank you for inviting me on that was all very very sweet um you know i (laughs) I don't, I don't think I get a reply to that in a way that matches what you just said. <laughs> well, it's I I love the, the the various writers that's, you know, we you and I know, you included, you know, obviously I love David and Kelby, who I just in the mail got their newest book, so 
I have some reading to do. I have, Yes. I have to, I have, I have some, I have my white ass has to sit down and read, you know what I mean? Um, but like, what I love is that like, this is just a personal thing, but I love that I get to like, have all your guys's like books on my, on my shelf. Be like, wow, I know It's this so guy. cozy. I, I know this person sort of thing. And they've been on my show. So it's like equally like I, you know, Uh, a fun little moment for me but Hayden as with every episode in on the show I must ask where does the gaming history of Hayden begin what was the what were some early games that started you to be uh, <laughs> a gamer as we A say gamer, it. G-A-Y-M-E-R. <laughs> where where did your gamer history begin The very first console I had was the Super Nintendo. Hell <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. okay? Okay, Super, Mar Super Mario World. Okay? Classic. That shit was, that shit was banging. <laughs> it slaps. I mean, it I that I that's a honestly a great place to start with. I I can't say anything negative about Super Mario World, you know. I love that jump man so much. He you know, he's come a long way. He has a movie now, did you know? <laughs> Holy crap. Holy. I gotta go see that. Uh, but uh, but with your Super Nintendo, was it? I'm assuming. I mean, was this a case of like an older brother had it and gave it to you, or was this uh, baby's first video game console? What was it exactly? I think it was, it was like that, but also it was baby's first, but it was also, I think, my dad's. I think Oh, it might have been my dad's oh, that's trifecta there. trifecta. Yeah, and. Was uh, did you have anything else other than Super Mario World, or was that like this is all this is this is all the e excitement I need, sort of? <laughs> Uh, it was like, yeah, I, I, I could just say it. there was like a whole bunch. I can't. Okay. So there was a whole bunch, but the main one was Super Mario, but then also there was the Aerosmith of, on rail shooter where you're shooting like music notes or you're killing people Oh, oh my god <laughs> i haven't that was a good one i haven't i haven't heard about that one in forever oh my god i forgot that there was like this like little market of like bizarro um like some weird band games like there's um i can't remember the name of it right now but there was a dreamcast game that was like based off of a band like the band had creative input on it like that was a thing i mean granted you know that was just a way to get kids to like buy their music sort of thing but like at the same time i think of like how michael jackson at one point just got like fed up with how the genesis sounded so i can't imagine like aerosmith being like oh shit the super nintendo this is this is how our music should be heard They could have waited a few years for CDs, you know. <laughs> That's so true. They didn't have the patience. they they just said sixteen graphics is all we need to win the hearts and minds of this great nation of ours. Uh, now, which path did you diverge into with games? Did you become a Sony kid, or did you stay loyal to Nintendo growing up? That Oh, that. I was definitely a Sony kid after after the Nintendo Super Nintendo.
<laughs> you you became a a hardcore PlayStation guy. You 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 followed in the wise words of a wise man named Chad Warden. Uh, I'm assuming that guy. He, that guy's my favorite. I love Chad Warden. And it was like all my friends had the had the PlayStation Three. So I'm like, <laughs> I really need to get the PlayStation Three. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't want to be like owning a Wii. And then Chad Warren says, "Is that controller looks like a dildo?" I think there was some Wii in there at, at some point, but the the that was like an afterthought. I was like, I don't really have any good memories of the Wii, to be honest. But you 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 so you were one of the few because most people, at least where I grew up and when I was growing up, most people wanted a three sixty primarily. I'm. Uh, that's interesting that like for you though everyone want wanted a PS3 you know yeah, i guess i, I guess i guess florida is just you know on the current <laughs> wavelength i guess so i i don't know i mean i, I, I really I, have no idea why i mean i wanted a 3 i mean most people the, the common trajectory with people growing up i would say like in, you know for our age range is like they had a they had playstations and then when the 360 came out, everyone wanted the 360, and then no one wanted a PS3 because it was six hundred dollars. Uh, e even including me as a <clears throat> as a Sony fanboy, I guess you could say. But <clears throat> I I guess when you see the you know the PS3 and its uh Space Odyssey black obelisk shape, you can't be uh you can't say no to it, or else it'll uh, make your make you cry like the baby doll commercial. The beautiful fat PS3, <laughs> the, big the and fat... beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, PS3 was not a body shame console. It was big and beautiful, embraced its curves. Uh, commonly called the George Foreman grill, and I loved it <laughs> still. See every fingerprint. It's like oh yeah, I hate. I can't <laughs> stand like the the PS because I got a a fat PS3. And I just can't stand seeing all the like fingerprints of when I had to like open it up to upgrade the hard drive to it. I was like, when you have uh, to physically touch it. <laughs> yeah, like it's 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 somehow a console that does not want you to interact with it or like acknowledge that you grabbed it at one point. Like even <laughs> the fact that like you know to turn it on and eject disc, you have to just touch it like briefly for it to like recognize and it like has that harsh little beep and it's just like it feels like the console like wants you to get away from it yeah it's, it's never going to be as clean as as as, <laughs> as, day be one. as pure <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's angry that you 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 touched it and now it's just going to like look at you at night with its uh with the red that red light that always stays on when it's off it's it's literally like angry that you uh you subhuman little trash baby uh interacted with it uh now uh now now since you are a ps3 gamer much like i was uh what were some ps3 games that you'd love i want to hear that well other than gta 4 right all the Uncharted games. Of oh course. yeah, yeah. Uncharted was the I loved Un Uncharted Two was literally the game that made me get a PS3. I was like, I saw the trailer for it and I said, I want that. Like, just give me it. 
like the the trailer of Drake in the snow on the train. I oh was, my I, god, the train! Yes, yeah, that that sold me from like day one. I was like, I you have to, I I just need a PS3. Like I have to see what happens after this. And it's funny too because Uncharted Two was the first. I guess you could say traditional multiplayer experience that I got because they included multiplayer in that and they had a beta for it. And I remember it's like clear as day to me playing the Uncharted 2 beta and my first multiplayer match ever, baby's first multiplayer match and going 0 and 11, uh, getting <laughs> zero kills and 11 deaths. That's like my most crystal clear memory. And I was like, I, I was so embarrassed because I'm pretty sure people on the other team were making fun of me. Um, but, you know, that was how it was back in the day. You you adapted or else, you know. You had to get was, good. Yeah, no report buttons uh, back in the day. Uh, you just had a mute button and that was it. Uh, but I, Uncharted is such a fun series for me. Like I I, <laughs> I remember how I remember Uncharted Three when that was coming out, and I remember this like I remember the reveal trailer, and then I remember the subway cross promotion for it, and I, and I, that's another embarrassing moment for me too. Uh, they had a cross promotion with Subway, where if you oh, bought wait wait, wait. <laughs> Uncharted Three did yes Uncharted oh, Three had a Subway. Look at this. Yeah, no, there's they they had a commercial where Drake is holding a Drake is holding a subway sandwich and a subway Holy cup. Shit. And he's like, you know, buy buy a foot long sub and a drink and you'll get a code to get Uncharted 3 multiplayer beta. Uh and I and, oh my I, God. and I remember going to the subway saying, Can I have the Uncharted cup? And they're like, What are you talking about? And I'm oh, like, Oh no. And apparently I was a day early, despite it being that day, going there the first day of the the event. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to another subway. I don't want to run oh. into this guy. Well, fuck be- me, I guess. Being the 16. 16- For caring. Yeah. Be- <laughs> uh, he doesn't, I don't want to bring my, like, I was like 16 and being like, yeah, going going into a subway and saying, I want the Uncharted 3 uh, thing. That sounds so deranged of me back in the day, but you know, whatever. <laughs> a, game- a gamer's just got to do what a gamer's got to do, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Uncharted 3. I remember the launch of that. I remember being obsessed with it. I also remember being obsessed when they announced Uncharted 4 and then being kind of disappointed by that one. Uh, uh, did you play Uncharted 4 at all? Just out of curiosity. I I think I did. I don't think I ever finished it. Uh, but... it's, it's both like the best. It has some of the best moments, but also has some of the worst moments. I mm-hmm. my, fo- my fondest memory is uh, the... Uh, one of the antagonists, you know, the black woman with the afro and how you literally couldn't beat her. Uh, she, she was quite literally undefeatable, like that you could not beat her in any of her fights. And then she goes on to be one of the characters in the spin in the spin-off expansion game that came out like a year later or something. Oh, okay, yeah, that was like um quest for the golden something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like <laughs> something like that. The quest for the golden, uh, golden hoop earring. I don't know. Um, oh, 
I don't know. It all I remember is that they like are holding this like little circle dish, and I was like, okay, that's okay. The Uncharted Uncharted's over. Uh, we we've we've we don't need Uncharted's, but I guess they're making another one. Uh, they, they they're they're literally making a new studio to make Uncharted games. So uh, mm-hmm. Uncharted will never die. Um, if, I think it's best for the series to die after the Tom Holland movie. Uh, oh please, yeah, I'd like bury it. <clears throat> Have the I, funeral and bury it. I, I don't know about you, but seeing Tom Holland say "I'm Nathan Drake," I wanted to like laugh hysterically. It's like you, you, you Sp- Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man, Spider Man's not Nathan Drake. You're a child. Uh, <sighs> but other uh. To get off Uncharted, I guess what's a what's another PS3 game you have fond memories of? Oh man, all the I mean, I've I'm, I've been a huge sports sports game fan ever, oh, hell yeah. and I also I also had the PS2, and that was where I I really was like just fucking playing every sports game I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's glad I'm glad that there are sports game fans coming out of the woodworks after last week with Glenn because sports games need need their uh time in the sun because as I said then everyone likes to make fun of them, but it's like you you really don't understand until you actually sit down and realize how like kind of like autism simulator sports games yes. can be. Oh my gosh. And that's why they're perfect for me. It's like okay, yes. <laughs> They come out with a new one every year, okay? So, mm-hmm. and then you get to compare the little minute changes between the two games. Mm-hmm. And it's... But, like, it, it's worth every it. Every year. It's worth it, though. Every single time it is worth it. And, uh, listen, if all the changes, like... Like, uh, most of the changes would be, like, they introduce, like, a new gameplay, like, one or two gameplay mechanics... And maybe they would just change how certain teams were ranked wise. Like that's really all, most of them boil down to. But like that's all I need to like mm-hmm. continue to spend billions of hours uh, turning my uh, create a team into like a super dynasty. Uh, that's all you need. It, it really is. I mean, people always like to just view sports games as like second class games or something like and it's not it's really kind of it annoys me but it saddens me because you re, you have to understand like how much like for like for example an NCA football game can you imagine like inputting everything for like 200 different teams and mm-hmm. having to like make 200 unique stadiums and like all these like art element like the decals the uniforms uh home and away uniforms you mm-hmm. got to make the crowds you got to like have the game day traditions you got to get all the announcers to have like thousands of lines to like not sound boring like it's it's a lot of work and i i, I granted i would never want to be in the position to be making those games cuz it sounds <laughs> it sounds quite nightmarish like having to make a new game every year to be ready pretty much on the same like in the same time frame and like basically have to start all over again you know that's it's i 
I do, I'm glad I don't work in games, especially games that come out every single year. Uh, yes. That that's that sort of life makes me want to like you know get the rope out sort of thing. But I, <laughs> I I I really do appreciate the work that goes in to make those like even in hindsight watching the Need for Speed franchise go into the dirt, you know, they had to make a new one of those every single year for like six different consoles. And, you know, for a while it worked, uh, then it stopped and then it got good again, then it stopped. And now like, now we got Zoomer Simulator Need for Speed Un Unbound, which came out this Ooh. year. I don't know if you've seen footage of that one. No, I haven't. I haven't seen Need for Speed Bussin Edition. <laughs> Need bust out. Uh, you Need for Speed Bussin. You can pre-order now to get the Bussin collection or the Bussin edition, <laughs> the bust out edition. Uh, all I remember from videos is like one character looks like Travis Scott, and they have like LED like neon wings when you hit big jumps. I'm like, am I am I am I, am I, am I too old for this now? Like I feel like. It's all for these like nondescript like zoomer races that like you pick to play as. And I'm like this really is like a great look into the culture of our youth right now because man, I feel so out of I feel so out of the loop. Back in the day, all like it was, it was static <laughs> X, like static X and like uh oh my god, it's like hot fever something was on the soundtracks. Uh and you play it as like nondescript wiggers uh going through some like <laughs> rust belt city uh trying to be the hotshot racer and out <laughs> outrun the cops who are like also dressed in like uh beachwear at the same time for the oh. ladies it's <laughs> uh i, I <clears throat> time has gone by and the zoomers are now in control of need for speed and maybe we need to just take a step back sort of moment yeah, maybe they don't need video games. Like <laughs> they they just you know what they need is you know a copy of one of your books. <laughs> then they would get fixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you listen up, parents of the world, if you if you buy if you buy one of Hayden's poetry books, you will fix your little like retarded zoomer boy. Your little retarded child. <laughs> Yeah, he Your suddenly poor little baby. So yeah, he'll wake up and said, "Why am I have broccoli hair? You get it oh. off." He'll suddenly uh be a studious little child and uh be the perfect model citizen. But this is perfect, and this is yes, this is all part of the plan because we're going to take video games back from the zoomers. Yeah, gamer gamers, <laughs> as you know. Mm. As we've been saying for a while, gamers will rise up. You know, it's just a matter of time. As the as the wise man called the Joker once said, POC, have you heard of GOC, gamers on console? Um, yes. It's not if, it's when. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's a <laughs> I just think of the GTA five art image of like the Jonah Hill looking son like flipping off his mom while he's gaming. It's like, listen, <laughs> when the time's right, I will rise up. But <sighs> shut up. Shut up and game. <laughs> no, this this is what happens when I monologue too much. I just become like 
<laughs> a menace and say retarded things. Uh. <laughs> uh, but I, but okay, but I, the point being is, I, I am glad that sports gamers are like sports gamers are making themselves well known, and you know, I'm glad that people, you know, if if my show had an impact, uh, it'd be that. Uh, NCA football and Madden are taken seriously uh, as fra- legitimate game franchises. Maybe not the most recent and, entries, but the franchise as a whole, sort of thing. You know, and on PC too, there's like so much that goes on with like community stuff with like mods and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, the <clears throat> I, I think I saw like how people are literally keeping NCA 14 alive just through like mods on PC, which is like insane to me. <laughs> like it's this whole like underground network of like old head NCA fans who like, just won't let it go that the series like went dormant for almost a decade. It's like, we have to keep our little precious baby alive. It's to have... update the rosters. We had to make sure Baker Mayfield is in the <laughs> game. <laughs> Gotta make sure Baker Baker Mayfield is in the game and he does you know his iconic crotch grab against Kansas. We have to make sure that's in the game. <laughs> it's like, oh man! But um, is there? Any, it, I guess before we get into the main meat of the discussion, is there any other PS3 games that you have fond memories of? Because I, I always love, I have such fond memories despite people wanting to say like, <laughs> PS3 generation was kind of like bad i have fond memories with it yeah so is there any other uh well i was yeah i was so happy to see your episode with uh alex on heavy rain because (gasps) i was so obsessed with heavy raid yay so obsessed from first because i came i came obsessed with it through like uh pewdiepie (laughs) walkthroughs and i was like i need to get heavy raid i need to play this game (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was the heavy rain definitely was like that there was a whole boom like a decade ago of people doing those like story focused games about choices where suddenly now like you as an audience get to dictate this like random person on the internet saying like where do i go next and like it, it's all about like oh, seeing, yeah. <laughs> seeing how they react to things that are happening hmm. and you know whether whatever your, your opinion about YouTube is, there is something to be said of like that type of person being born from like games like which makes it even kind of funnier with a uh, heavy rain like of all games was like one of these like catalyst moments for like this genre of video happening in this genre of online personality coming out of the woodworks sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I. I love heavy rain to bits. I I was uh one of those people, uh, despite me being like kind of a middle teenager, being like, you stop making fun of heavy rain, it's not cringe. <laughs> but like, you know, I guess that that that's in a way the kind of joy of a David Cage game is that like he will put everything out there and it's not about the literal, it's about the emotional. Uh mm. I, I still need to, I need to like do a playthrough of 
Beyond Two Souls because I want to see what that crazy guy did with Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe. For, FKA Ellen Page. I'm sorry. Elliot. 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 Formerly it. the artist formerly known as. Formerly known as Ellen. That's right. Uh, I, I, I want to see what he made her do and made Willem Dafoe do uh, because Detroit Become Human did not have that high of celebrity of the time. No. It's, <laughs> I, all I know is that she, Ellen was very upset about what happened. It was like the nude scene or something. Like they've scanned her. Oh, they've had a nude model or something. Yeah. How, how dare. This is freaks. necessary for the game. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's imperative to have a nude model of your character in game specifically of a real life per actor that's important right i think right it's for the story it's for the <laughs> gameplay do you how want realism I... in the game or not yeah exactly <laughs> how 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 will i as a gamer understand that this is a real person without knowing that underneath those clothes is a naked model <laughs> <laughs> makes the character come alive <laughs> <laughs> exactly see you get it you get it uh, but I won't dilly dally on PS3 memories. But I guess you know the game we're talking about tonight is kind of PS3 memories in a way. So, uh, it's one of the PS3 games. Oh yeah, it's. <laughs> I would say for many people, it, it is the one. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask, uh, because I the show I have made my opinion about open world games is kind of a negative, but I will say when open world games are done in the correct way, I guess I'll say they definitely have an allure and whether or not you're an open world or you're a linear fan, I think there is something to be said about a game that crafts an open world, something that you can get engrossed in for so long where you're really in many ways you're not even doing anything so to say you're just kind of doing chores or you're just exploring at your own leisurely pace there is something to be said about that genre or that style of game you know grand theft auto 4 is you know a great example of it but i'll save it for the, the the discussion of the game itself but you know rockstar you know the developer of gta are known for their open worlds where the open world is almost the selling point for a lot of people. It's not so much the characters that you're going to play as, or the characters that you meet or the missions you do. It's about the sort of location that you get to be a part of and get lost in, mm -hmm. you know, I GTA has made three fakes, you know, their renditions of LA, New York and Miami almost as recognizable to so many people as their real life inspirations. Uh, you know, you can spend so many hours getting lost in these like towns, you know, you know, listening on NPCs, just talking about nothing or finding little secrets in the world, whether they be Easter eggs or references to specific things like in vice city. Like, you know, there's the one motel room. That's a reference to Scarface uh you know open world as a genre is a fascinating thing because it's kind of like the ultimate dream as a player to get in a sense full control of your surroundings and location 
So I, I wanted to see what you thought about the open world question, Hayden. You know, um, you know what? How do you feel about open world games? Like, how do you feel about them? I guess, are you a believer in them? Are you like a <laughs> a doubter? Do you? <laughs> I, I open world is just such like an interesting thing to me because a lot of people, a lot of games don't do it right, in my opinion. Yeah, it's dangerous to try to make an open world game because <laughs> it could go so bad. Yeah, like when when I think of bad open worlds, I think of modern Ubisoft. And not like it's not like Ubisoft does not put a lack of effort into their open worlds. It's almost like the open world is just something that people think, you know, people will just be naturally driven to sort of thing. It's not so much like yeah, like I'll think I'll think of an example like Watch Dogs One. If you've played that, is set in Chicago, but I could not tell you anything really particular about Watch Dogs version of Chicago. There's nothing interesting. It feels like a chore mm -hmm. simulator. All the stuff. It doesn't feel like it has effort, more or less, put into it to make me want to get lost in it. It kind of just feels there as like we needed a setting. And we needed an open world game because that sells money. You know, a, a open world, you could argue like GTA was the sort of catalyst for like games wanting to do that. But I also blame games like Skyrim for that. Like mm -hmm. Skyrim, make, you know, everyone wanted to get <laughs> lost in Skyrim. But I think, you know, Skyrim has its merits for being open world or any of the other Oblivion games or stuff like that. There feels like there's a legit effort put into them, or yeah, like compare in comparison to a lot of games, like my arch nemesis at this point is the Horizon games uh, <laughs> on PS4, where it's just like you have this, like you have like in so much resources at your hand, and you make this very on paper very gorgeous looking game, but you fill it with nothing. Like no, or nothing interesting for me to want to get into, mm. sort of thing. You know, w what would you consider? What 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 makes an open world interesting for you? Like, what what gets you? What makes you want to explore a location? You know, for example, like the game tonight, Liberty City. What makes you want to be compelled by a location like that? I guess. Yeah, for me, it. And maybe I'm just weird for this, but it's almost like because I know that it's based on a real place. Mm -hmm. It makes me more in, a place I've never even been. But it's like I know it's based on a real place. So that it, uh, makes me want to, I mean, you know, see like, oh, this is what they changed based on real life. You know, you can go to this Statue of Liberty, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's not the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> um but in in other games like my reference point for like a bad open world game was the Mad Max game that oh, they made. Oh, I forgot about that. Cuz I one. played yeah, that's that's my reference point cuz I tried to play that. Um but like I said, I was telling you earlier if the game has a lot of sand in it, <laughs> um it really like just it pisses me off. 
And that was another, I mean, that's all the game is, is sand. And you're driving and, you know. With an object, with an objective marker. Objective marker across the sand. And sometimes you get hit by some, you know, mutants or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's so many, you know, because I would say open world games have become like a dominant fixture in modern games. Like, I would say a majority of them sell themselves on like, we have this massive open world that has, you know, all this detail, all this yada, yada, yada. But like, at the same time, they like, forget to fill in stuff that makes you want to like, care about the location you're in. Like, I guess, you know, for there's like such a great comparison where it's like, like you're saying Mad Max is an open world game. I don't really think Mad Max should be an open world game. I think Mad Max should be a linear experience, you know, you know, cut down on the sand for one, but (laughs) you know, there's no, there's no sense of discovery in like the Mad Max property. So to say that like Mad Max is a very linear experience of starting from somewhere and ending somewhere. And Mm -hmm. you're like fed, you're like fed through a tunnel in the movies you know to get from one action set piece to the other and you have plot that kind of like leads you to into the next big scene but like when you have directionless direction it almost becomes like it feels it it becomes a chore and that's i think my main complaint about these games it's like they become chores to complete where it's like well i got to go to this one i got to talk to this one person i got to do that blah, blah blah you know it becomes chore like and a game should never be a chore in my opinion like a game should be so good that you want to come back to it or you know you you get that you get that experience where it's like okay i get on i play it from like eight o'clock at night and then suddenly whoops it's midnight and i completely didn't even realize it sort of experience but like a lot of you you go sorry no, it's like, no, this, I mean, video games are what you do with your free time. Like, it doesn't need to be a chore. It needs to actually be fun. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of open world games do, like, in the, when I say, I'll, when I say the phrase, like, a lot of open world games, I do, I more or less talk about stuff that has been made probably from, like, 2014, 15 to today, where it's, it's like it's it's a selling term when the promise of open world when games are starting to explore with that idea like early grand theft autos it was about being put in a location and wanting to see what's around every corner seeing what you could discover seeing what you you know what you could do in the confines of a sandbox you know you know that was the phrase a lot of these games used to have was open world sandbox experience where you're given a bunch of tools in this you know this sort of large uh map and it's about sort of seeing what could happen in that playground like i think about an early open world experience that i you know i have some connection to is like the ps2 spider-man game and it's like to, to use the overused phrase, you know, that made you feel like Spider-Man, you know, exploring New York, <laughs> ex, you know, exploring New York, New York City. And it, you know, it encouraged you to use your full move set and explore everything and 
really get to sort of vicariously live this sort of fictional over-the-top comic book premise and suddenly now I get to control that in my hands and it makes sense and it plays well it feels well all this sort of stuff and you can see like in the 2000s as games that focused on that sort of stuff they kept you know adding more whether that be detail or you know go pushing for either realism or pushing for just larger and larger maps or making smaller condensed maps with more little details on it like have you heard of the uh, the yakuza games um yeah yeah like though they're not open world but they give you like a small little section of open world where it's like so many individual little details that fill out this little space that suddenly it's like well this feels like an actual city and not just a walled off section of a map that you are just forced to explore to get to the next mission sort of thing like you you want to explore every part of the map whether it be going into convenience stores to you know or to art the arcades or other other buildings and you know i think the town's called Camarocho, the district um but you know i guess what i'm trying to say is that open world games were never they were willing to understand that by being a game they could just just let you explore on your own terms and that was all you needed to do and they would give you just the sort of little bits of nugget you know the little nuggets of like motivation <laughs> to want to keep going whether that be the main story or side missions or whatever like there was always like an invisible hand telling you where to go despite their you know the game really saying you can do what you want. We don't care. Right. And, and I, I wish the games would, you know, I guess Elden Ring was more, was kind of a return to this sort of idea, you know, having, giving you a ginormous map and basically giving you no sort of thing, or, you know, Breath of the Wild as well, you know, not giving you a, just giving you like a vague thing, a, a vague main goal, and that's it. And then just saying, eh, do whatever you want. Like the open world feels like it's it it encourages breaking the rules, I guess. I guess at the at the core of this genre. It's about breaking the rules because games for so long were about linear experiences where there was set confines of what you could and can't do. But now games just like, here, have fun. You could like draw the army to kill you because you just keep blowing up everything you can do that if you want or you could progress the story mode or you could just you know in the case of like grand theft auto you can just go to the internet cafe and just go on the internet that's fine but i i will never i will i would decry the open world games of today but i will not say like the open world game has always been bad sort of thing you know, you know, we used to be a society, if you will. Uh, a society <laughs> we used to be a proper country. <laughs> we used to be a proper country with open world games. <laughs> with linear games. <laughs> before the... before, Yeah, but suddenly... Uh, the, yeah, I'm like lost for words. 
but like open world games like I, I I think about maybe not just like a Grand Theft Auto for example but like I think of I would even consider like games where it's like a large level and it has just like kind of one goal I would even consider that part of the broader genre as it will like I think like I'm looking at my shelf and it's like Katamari kind of in a way reminds me of it despite it being a linear experience you still get like a large sandbox level to progress through as you see fit uh there's some interesting games that take the genre into an interesting way I mean Death Stranding is one of the games that <laughs> addresses the question of isn't it boring when you go in open world games and you have to walk for like 10 minutes from one part of the map to the other what if we make the 10 minutes the mo those boring 10 minutes into like a struggle in of itself and <laughs> we get like a weird deconstructing of the whole premise of that genre and it's like mind bending <clears throat> but then like I can go to Metal Gear Solid 5 and throw balloon decoys around an enemy and just like watch him get confused which is always puts a smile on my face Yes, just the whole Metal Gear Solid game series in general. <laughs> yeah, if all games were like Metal Gear, I mean, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> if I saw more Solid Snake asses, I would not complain. Let's be real. Gamers know what they want, and it's, you know, Solid Snake cheeks. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's hard for me... I, I never I don't want to like ever discredit a genre you know I like I'm open to all sorts of play as it were but like open world because of recent years like makes me want to be like mad because I see potential in a lot of these games like have you played a, the division from like 2015 or something 2015 2016 do you remember that game I remember that but I never played it like, I never played that. I mean, like, it was, like, the most top-down, <laughs> accurate recreation of New York City I have ever played. Even more so, arguably, than Grand Theft Auto 4. But, mm -hmm. like, it is hyper-detailed. This ginormous map that you can explore. Find all these, like, little secrets and everything. But they, like, make you play the most boring game ever to, like, ever, <laughs> ever to engage with. I'm just like... You had an idea here, but then you made me play Destiny, and I hate Destiny. Uh, Destiny makes me upset uh, as a game. Or another uh, another bad offender of open world games, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I hate that game too. Uh, that's a, that game's my arch nemesis as well. Uh, but on the flip side, you have. Final Fantasy 16, which looks like it's learning from its mistakes, where it's not about driving aimlessly in your convertible car and uh doing oh, was that the was that the one with the convertible? Yeah, 15's the <laughs> 15's one with the car and the boy band characters, boy band looking oh characters. God. It's 15 is awful. And you know what, you know what made me upset recently was um <laughs> so like Final Fantasy's 35th anniversary was like a few days ago and in Japan they did a poll asking what fans top 
10 game games in the main series was were and 15 was number 10 and i said 15 should be last place why do people like this one it's boring it is i've tried to play i when i say that, i tr i've tried to play 15 i've tr i've tried to play it twice well i tried to play it when it came out i was entertained for an hour and then i wanted to shoot myself for like Oops. the remaining set eight hours i played and it never got any better and then i tried <laughs> recently i tried recently like a year ago and i was i i had some fun for two hours and then i wanted to shoot myself for the next seven hours and then i stopped playing uh oh my so God. So the lesson here is if I if I re if I restart playing Final Fantasy 15 like 50 times then maybe I'll finally enjoy it. Uh but <laughs> until until then uh I will not enjoy 15 because it's it's the the class example class it's like the textbook example of like not understanding how to make open world exciting. There's instead of too much sand, it's too much grass. <laughs> uh it you the car does you know originally the car couldn't go off road so it's like you know you're driving around then you have to get out and then you have to like you know sprint to your location in the middle of the map that's like kilometers away and you get bored you know you get so bored and then the combat is just holding a button and i like what genius in, in Square Enix thought that this was exciting or interesting? I just... That really does... That sounds very... That sounds dreadful. Fun. <laughs> and, and, and you know what, may, what... You know what's even funnier about 15 is that they they patched it over the next like year or two where they added more content to it. So it's like... And that was like the first time really where like I remember a game like actively adding stuff to it to make it remotely good. And I was like, how, how, why is this a lot? Why is Final Fantasy like the most prestigious of IPs in gaming? It's one of its newest mainline entry has to patch itself to be like mildly entertaining. Like that. And it was like allowed that it was allowed that by fans, and then people have the gall to say thirteen is bad. Some people don't have taste. Ooh. Some people don't know what's like good when it's like looking in front of them. But I won't get I won't get on a thirteen tangent. I'll save that for a later day. Uh, I can I I genuinely can uh rant about fifteen and how it's uh the gaming equivalent of taking an Ambien. <laughs> this is Angry Gamer Hours. I had a bad day at this work. This is the Angry Video Game. Shut gamer. the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny too? I was looking on Twitter. I was looking on Twitter today, like just GTA 4. I just searched Soviet Connection on, on Twitter and I just saw a a parody intro of like the loading screen in GTA four, but it's like angry video game nerd uh oh my God. still frames. And I was just like, mm. wow, what 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 synchronicity that you had to bring up that that man <laughs> sooner or later 
<laughs> I will look in the mirror and I will say, wow, I am James Rolfe, creator of oh. Angry Video Game Nerd. <laughs> Although I do, I, 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 I get dramatic about him, but I do genuinely, I do think he's a wonderful person. He's, he's a, he's entertaining still to me, which granted, I mean, I don't know if that makes me cringe or whatever. I don't care, but I, uh, I, I revere him as one of the early, what, like early internet video creators, uh, him getting, arguably he's another influence on me in the sense of being, uh, an, an obsessive autistic person with games uh, <clears throat> just you know instead of making videos for YouTube I make a podcast so there's the difference uh, there's there's the branch and timelines <laughs> this is what happens when you have a bad day at work and you're drinking you get ranty but I guess you know to wrap up this thing about open world is I think open world games should strive for better because you know games as a medium they really do have the carte blanche to do whatever they want you know you you can you as a developer you know, an artist, a director, whatever, whatever position you are, you do have the liberty to sort of do whatever you think you can, or do ever what you want in a game, whether, and, you know, you could make a linear experience or you could make an open experience. And I think with open world, there, it's all about making something that is compelling and whether that compelling is gameplay or the location is compelling, the story, the the sort of set dressing or whatever. Like you need to make something compelling for people to latch onto. You know, you, there's only so far you can go with just branding yourself as open world. You have to go the extra mile and make that world something to explore and get lost into. Um I I, I just want these games to do better you know and hopefully all games like Elden Ring encourage developers to try better uh remains to be seen um still very early in the post Elden Ring world we live in which sounds very dramatic for that game uh but yeah I mean is there anything else you have to say on open world Hayden open world games open world design no that was also beautiful <laughs> I just uh, open world games just like they, they they're the epitome of just like I like it's like that kid where it's like you you know that they're good at something it's just like you 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 really want them to like figure it out because they're just like right there and understanding like what makes it so like what what they could do is so good but it's all these developers are just like we're going to give you a side quest that quite literally never ended ends. And uh, like I fallout Four, another open world game. There is a character that gives you jobs and he quite literally never gets, he never runs out of them. He continually gives you the same oh. job, which is going to a place on the map. 
and like killing a bunch of things and then coming back to him. And it ne- it just repeats that loop over and over and over and over again to the point where it's just like, so this game is never meant to end. It's meant to be just a chore. It's meant to uh, be a tedium simulator. It's meant to be uh, like the epitome of doing the laundry, doing the laundry, cleaning the dishes and mowing the lawn. Or I don't know if did I say that twice? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but yeah, I fall you know, that, that sort of idea that it's like, how do we make our open world exciting? I know we're going to make you just like do chores. You be the errand boy. Yeah. Sort of thing. Just, and, it never ends. So it's the perfect game and you just play that forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never, and you know, that brings into question, you know, some developers, like it almost is like, well, do they want the game to never end so that you never stop playing so that you never buy, you never buy other games sort of thing and you do wonder you do wonder in some cases I wouldn't put it past Todd Bethesda Howard uh, to uh, make games so that you only play Bethesda games like I wouldn't put it past him that that's his goal in life is like to make a game make games that make you only want to play their games because they never ha- they never run out of content and it doesn't matter if that content's boring at least you have something to do, right, gamer? Right? That's what you want to do. You just want stuff to do, right? You just want to do a, the same quest over and over again for the rest uh, of your life. This is rant hours. This is me getting in a few, if probably like 30 minutes, I'm going to be like ranting. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I, I think that's a good lid to... Uh, good place to put a lid on this little discussion because I think you and I want to talk about our game tonight, which is Grand Theft Auto 4. like that yeah okay good okay good yeah yeah i dr- yeah yeah i had some i drank some uh some wine tonight so i so i can be loose loosey-goosey i'm having vodka tonics so 
I'm already starting to feel something. So that's a good sign. Uh, Good. I'm, I, when you start ranting, I just like I'm gonna let him let him roll because I I don't know I, if I would not say something intelligible. I don't know if I sound intelligible. I I think I sound like a crazy person. Uh, no, I like it. You sound impassioned. Well, when I get impassioned on this show, it either involves me like screaming into the microphone, pounding my desk, or having the t or having the TV behind the computer fall over. Um, oh, I remember. <laughs> Forgot about that. God, the, That's wonderful. I I love that that happened on the first episode. On the did, first episode, and I didn't cut it out too. This is professional. The Jewish podcast. The Jewish producer was not in sight. The Jewish producer. <laughs> Don't cut it out. Yeah. Why Don't would I cut it out, Samuel? <laughs> why? Why would I cut that out? That was genuine. That was a genuine moment. Of that's just, podcasting gold. That's podcasting 101, baby. Don't cut it out. Don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? Well, I mean, the only thing I edit is out things of silence. And even then, the th moments of silence are when I go to the bathroom on breaks. Uh, but um, do you actually need to go to the bathroom? Uh, or you just want to go straight into this? Uh, no, I'm. I think I'm good. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good to go too. Uh, cool. Glenn, <laughs> most people we do a break, but last week Glenn was like the first person who didn't need a break, so that was like a change of pace for me. This is all staying yeah. in, by the way. <laughs> good. No like, editing. <laughs> this is one stream of consciousness. I'm like opening. Oh my god, you got the map out. Yeah, the map. Okay, this, so this version of GTA 4, this is from the base version I own. And the motherfucker who owned this previously ripped it on the <laughs> seam. So I'm just like, well, thanks a lot, dickhead. See, I only have the digital version, so I don't have goodies like that. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Like, Rockstar always, and even today, like, it, uh, Red Dead 2 uh, has a map. Like, a physical map of... Okay, yes, I remember the Red Dead. The Red Dead 2 map, the Red Dead map. Okay, so, so this one, so this one in the complete edition uh, is not ripped. And I will be... Ooh. But you like the little, the, the ladies on the back here? That's my favorite. I love ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I love ladies too. Uh, gamer. I love, I love, I love gamer. <laughs> I love women in gaming. I love, I love women in gaming, if you know what I mean. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> I will say the map like, is gigantic. Oh my god. Yeah, it's huge. You can literally frame this on a wall, which a lot of people did. A lot of people just put this on the wall. Like, granted, it has a lot of like crease marks, so I wouldn't do that. Nor can I imagine like someone having this folded out on them uh and playing the game at the same time. Like that feels kind of deranged, but I love that they do this. Because, like, you do, you learn to appreciate all the sort of work that they put in to actually, like, make this place look like a believable city layout. Uh, 
it also makes me realize like how much of Liberty City that is still like I can't remember uh off the top of my head, which I do appreciate that they do include a borough breakdown of of Liberty City, like Broker, Dukes, Bohan, Algonquin, Alt Alderney, and they include the different neighborhoods in it too. And it's like I, I never they all the characters say these neighborhoods and I'm like, what what? Who? I where? Know, what is that? I don't know what a borough is. I'm like from the... <laughs> I... I'm from the Everglades. I don't know what a borough is. The only, the only borough that I could remember off the top of my head was Hove Beach, but that's because that's the first place you start in 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 the at the beginning of the game in Broker. Um Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna like put this down on the floor for a for a for a minute. For a hot minute. Um but we will get into the prop let's get into the proper um so Grand Theft Auto 4, the big one. Uh, this is the first of probably many Grand Theft Auto episodes I'm gonna do for 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 the listeners at home. Uh, but Grand Theft Auto Four, uh, it released originally on the PS3 and the 360 on April 29th, 2008. It also is on PC. Uh, it came on PC in December of that year. Uh, so it is trapped in seventh gen hell unless you own an Xbox. Um. Uh, but it is the fourth, and oh, obviously it's the fourth entry in the mainline series Grand Theft Auto. It's made by Rockstar, uh, infamous game developer Rockstar, who is always who is a who's obviously a squeaky clean developer. Has never been in any controversy. They've never been the subject of government debates. They've never been had their games pulled off shelves. No, never. They're the most perfect. Uh, uh, company ever and their games are uh great for the whole family uh but grand theft auto 4 was like the first major entry in the series that i ever honest to goodness played i remember my oldest brother when i was a kid i remember he was playing vice city and i remember being enamored by him going around a fictionalized miami florida in the 80s but i never was able to like con you know grasp the idea of like what grand theft auto was at the time i knew that my parents did not want me to play it at like eight years old um but i the name stuck with me the rockstar logo uh stuck with me mostly because i was a very uh questionable intelligence child growing up i was like uh what's our star who's who's our star not knowing what <laughs> that logo meant um but i remember when grand theft auto 4 came out you know being on game trailers and all that sort of stuff you remember the sort of hype cycle of gta 4 I remember how it was revealed by a, an arm tattoo by uh, Peter Moore, who was like the one of the head guys of uh, Microsoft at the time. He just like rolled up his sleeve to show up a tattoo of the Grand Theft Auto 4 logo, which was very odd in retrospect. But I love that like that's how you can reveal a game is by a fake tattoo. Uh, but I remember 
I remember there was being a buzz around school about the next Grand Theft Auto and how it was going to be huge. It was going to be, you know, you know, the next entry. It's on new consoles and all this stuff. And I remember my first exposure to it was at a friend's house. Uh, he had an older brother who was like a, a sophomore or junior in high school, and he had it. And I remember playing it for the first time. And I was like enamored. I was like blown away by the concept of more or less doing whatever the hell I wanted to. Like the 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 game just was free to do as I please. And granted, my first exposure to it was maybe not the best one where I had to drive Michelle on a date, one of the girlfriends. I was like, who's Michelle? Why do I have to drive her everywhere? Sort of thing. Uh, that stuck with me. But I do remember, like, when I went over to that friend's house, he always, I always wanted to play Grand Theft Auto. And it stuck with me. And I eventually got around to it a few years later when my parents, uh, you know, finally gave up the uh, we don't let our child play M-rated games, you know, sort of thing. Uh, I crossed that barrier at that point. And I played Grand Theft Auto. I thought it was the most mind-blowing thing at the time. I was blown away by the sort of the ability to be in not, you know, a recreation of New York City, but no, you know, seeing like the Statue of Liberty, which infamously in GTA 4 is uh, rocked by our wonderful hill dog. Uh, her face is the Statue of Liberty holding a coffee cup where she's called the Statue of Happiness because uh, she was a known enemy of the series. Uh, she was a known hater, as we as they say in the business. Not Hill Dog. I, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, Hill Dog, <laughs> Hill Dog did, was not a gamer at the time. Uh, she, she did not like Grand Theft Auto, and they said, what if we made her the Statue of Liberty? And you know what? I love it. I love the idea of Hillary Clinton's face being on the Statue of Liberty forever. You know, it, for, yeah, for forever. <laughs> and you know what? That's a that's a work of a slay moment. And but that like the fact that I could you know go around these different boroughs and I could see not necessarily like because I had never been to New York at that point, but I could still see like the general feel and look and aesthetic of New York City in a playable way and I could just go everywhere experience this very somber almost like nihilistic story that was like very kind of like disturbing to me at a point because it was like all these like downtrodden you know mob members doing all these nefarious things and you're just kind of this like uh middle of the road player vessel character of Nico Bellic as you kind of try to decide and interpret the world of Liberty City, the sort of underbelly of it all. Meanwhile, you know, you get to experience your New York City tourist uh simulator. Uh but I I love the this game specifically, uh especially in retrospect, not to say like GTA five is a bad game. But it's I love the the sort of art the style the the design choices they did with this game in retrospect I think this game is it's been uncharacteristic for a while it was viewed as the black sheep of the franchise not not to say it was a bad game I wouldn't say many fans would say this is a bad game but they viewed it as like the worst one 
But now I would say a lot of people view GTA 4 as one of the better entries and in many cases the best entry. So I wanted to ask you, Hayden, what is your personal connection to GTA 4? I think, well, I think my experience with GTA 4, I couldn't play any of the GTA games because I grew up in a household like you did where Mm -hmm. it wasn't that I couldn't play any M-rated games. It would be, you can't play games with like uh, boobs or something. <laughs> like you could shoot people, but you couldn't like look at boobs. And so that was the problem. Mm-hmm. And so I never really played, <laughs> I never really played any of the GTA games until five. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to play four before five, <laughs> mm-hmm. but not play three for some reason, but I wanted to play four and then five. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to play four, and at the time I was like maybe eighteen or nineteen. I didn't, I couldn't finish it at the time. I don't yeah. know why that is. I could just, I'm like, eh, this isn't for me. I like five better at yeah. the time. I could see that. I mean, four <laughs> is a very different game from five. Five feels much more. Five is a much more forgiving game at first. You know, five kind of just really lets you do as you please and it gets going faster than four. Four is a very slow build of a game. You know, you start Absolutely. off in, you know, you play as Nico Bellic, who's a Eastern European immigrant going to America, live his American dream. And uh, he live, moves in with his cousin, Roman, who's like, the most lovable guy on the face of the earth. I love Roman. Uh, I would, I would never turn down a bowling opportunity from Roman. <laughs> uh, why would you? Um, but you know, you, you, you start off in like, you know, a dirty old like dump of an apartment in like broker, which is supposed to be, I believe uh, Brooklyn. It's supposed to be the, the GTA equivalent of Brooklyn. Um, I don't know if it's an accurate depiction of Brooklyn, but you know, it looks Brooklyn enough uh, or it looks it looks Brooklyn-y to me, I guess. But you start off basically in the like worst area of the map. <laughs> For lack of a better way to say it. You know, Broker has like it's full of It like, is run wor- down. It it's is run, run down. It's run down, you know, the the uh the amusement park is closed, so you can't go on all, all the fun stuff. You know, all the worst cars are in bro- broker to start the game, and you're really more or less doing sort of really menial jobs to sort of get yourself off the ground. But what I love about GTA 4 in comparison with the rest of the series is, is that build up to the latter part of the game where it you know, suddenly, you know, the story, the story is arguably the most, it's like the largest entry in the series. I mean, like GTA five is bigger on paper because, you know, you have three playable characters versus one, but I feel like the story that Nico goes on and you as the player feels a much, I feel much more personally connected to Nico because Nico is more or less like he's meant to be a blank slate to it all, much like how you are supposed to be a blank slate to this world, you know, to America, to Liberty City, to life in America. 
And so I, I think the slow burn of you starting from nothing and then you work your way up, you meet these new characters along the way you go, you go from the Russian mob to the, the Irish mob to the Italian mob. And you work, you progress your way through the different boroughs, you know, broker Dukes, Bohan, Algonquin, Alderney. I think there's a genuine payoff to the point, you know, where you get to the end of the game and you have all access to the city and you know you have like the most money that you could probably probably get in the entire game you're doing these missions that are the most exciting to do you get all the best weapons you know i think giving a sort of gradual but a gradual but rewarding payoff where you have to put in the effort to work around the different boroughs, make your connections with the different characters. Cause you run into a bunch of side characters who give you, you know, jobs to do, which ultimately they get to come to like you. And then you can build your bonds with them. And suddenly now they're giving gameplay bonuses and you feel much more connected to the world than any other entries in the series. For me, I know a lot of people love San Andreas and I don't, I'm not here to say, GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, or 5 are bad entries in the series. You know, they they all have their merits. But I think what I love about 4 is that build-up to everything. Where every, you know, you you get to sort of be that sort of... Nico, Nico being that vessel for you, I think really makes every sort of large moment in the game feel much more impactful and the journey that you go across the city feels much more personal to you even though uh i think it's safe to say that uh you cannot relate to a slav whatever that is whatever that word means whatever race that is yeah <laughs> I, I think you were you and I and were talking before we were recording. I think GTA Four was everyone's experience first first introduction to the word Slav. Uh, I don't think anyone had ever heard that word before GTA Four came out, and I I love the depiction of like Eastern Europeans in this game, like almost comical accents, like. Like Nico, <laughs> like cartoon. They're all cartoon villains. Like they're just like, and I would have got away with it too if it were for you meddling kids. It's oh, like, you know who embodies that for me is like Vlad, the first sort of guy you work for. <laughs> like he's like every Russian stereotype that you could probably think of. He's always drunk. He's always wanting to have sex. He's always mad. He's always angry. And like, he thinks he's like the greatest villain of Liberty City when more or less he's just some schmuck sort of thing. And he, <laughs> there's a magic to this game is like, you know, because even though it was a PS3 game and like, there's a, at moments, this game is very beautiful. I love the look of the city. But I love this how the characters inside the game look very uh, lumpy. Uh, I guess <laughs> lumpy and ugly. Like there are very few characters who are like good looking. I would say. I mean, I love Nico. He's a. I love my little you know 
my Slav boy. He's a precious angel at his, at his core. But, like, so many of these characters just look like they look Mm, like uh, very doughy like you could poke them oh yeah they're they're doughy and they kind of have like a layer of grease on them or something it it and i don't know if that was intentional or they just weren't sure how to make characters in hd sort of thing it probably could have been a mixture of both but but they're you know Vlad is one example of it, but it's like you think of, I think of like Faustin, I think of like the, I don't remember their names, but like the various uh, Italian mobsters at the <laughs> end of the game. They all blend in for me. I don't. <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing. Like, do, do you, like, this story becomes almost background noise to me. It's not because it's like bad or anything. This is a very well a very fleshed out, very complex, a lot of different interweaving characters and ideas and events. Uh, so much so that like some of the characters got their own DLC spinoffs in, you know, the lost and the damned and in the ballad of gay Tony. But like, I, for one, like crime, crime movies, mob movies, like they're not exactly my tea as it were. I'm more there for the sort of like experience of it all. And GTA four becomes that like where, you know, it divulges into a lot of this sort of like mob politics of it all. And I, it's not like it's badly written or anything. It's more just like, I want to see like Nico more. I want to see how Nico reacts to like the situations because, you know, I genuinely think he's probably one of, or if not my favorite rock star protagonist, maybe Arthur Morgan from like Red Dead 2 might be a little bit, probably is better. But I love, you know, Nico's sort of like indifference to it all, even as like you're doing jobs that like involve tens and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, robbing banks and killing all these various mob figure figures but I'm there more so for like to see my myself my my virtual representation react to things. I'm not there for you know, you know Joe Salami uh being mad at yes. you know, Bobby Pepperino or Joe whatever. Joe Pecorino, yeah, some shit. Like I, I have more connection to like uh. If anything, like, because uh, like the game is broken up, I would say into like third, like thirds. You have the Russian arc, the Irish mar- Irish arc, and then the Italian one. And I would say the game's strongest. My favorite part is when you get to Bohan, and you get introduced to the figures there, like Elizabeth, Elizabeta, and Playboy yes. X. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and Dwayne, I think those are my three favorite. And then Manny, I love Manny's incredible. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that character is so amazing! Like, that's and uh, but I also love uh, uh, the McCreary family, like, it, it's like that middle part of the game, like the earth, like, like in from like the 30% of the way through the game to like the 60 70% way of the game. That's like my favorite. I love the dynamics between the McCreary brothers. I love the dynamic between the weird ragtag members of Bohan 
like Elizabeth, I want to say Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabetha Beta. I can never get her name right. I love her. She's in. She's ridiculous. Uh, I love Playboy X. I think Playboy X might probably be my favorite of those. And and then there's Dwayne, who are all kind of interconnected with each other. But I love like Playboy X's like. Oh man, I'm just like he's like this like. a uh, gang member who like gets all this money has like this penthouse apartment and but he's still like a bumbling retard in a sense where like his his like red hoodie with like rainbow like uh design It's like, I on want to it market myself. <laughs> yeah like I want to branch out. yeah I'm an entrepreneur. god <laughs> <laughs> this this is a I want strength to put my name on everything. yeah <laughs> And it's just like he's like a fucking do and doofus, and then like Manny is also that, but on like a smaller scale, where Manny's trying to be like a vigilante, and he's got like his like cameraman going around. He's trying to be, yes, he's He's trying trying to document to be like a hus, it. yeah, he's trying to be a hustler, but he's like he's the epitome of like I don't know, like some Twitter figure being like they understand the streets. He's like, yeah, I just care about the streets, man. You know, the, you know, for, for a guy like me who cares about the kids, and, you know, have to give in a safe community, you know, I'm just going to try to get all this crime off the streets. And he's like, got like a uh, ankle high socks on sort of thing. Like <laughs> he's, he's one of the most unlikable characters in the entire game. And I'm glad that Elisabetta shoots him in the head when she, when she's like high on crack cocaine, like that. that is probably like that that dynamic also with Dwayne being like the old school like uh uh gangster trying to like getting out of jail and just wanting to like get back everything these like fucking zoomer well not zoomer in the time frame i get i guess you could say zoomer kids getting all of like his territory back even though it would be more like millennials i guess uh This game is very uh the old. This game is very old head. Uh, in, I, I would, this was an old head game, I think. because uh, like all the young people are like in like almost like uh missing brain parts of their brain because they're like so happy go lucky. Like the the way I would break down the characters of GTA Four is like you have the characters that are like. super optimistic that Nico likes. Then you have the characters Nico likes that are kind of like him where they're kind of just like grumpy assholes. And then you have the characters Nico doesn't like. And then you have the girlfriends. Uh, the girlfriends who I... Uh... The most important part of the game, <sighs> arguably. Listen. Let's just say whenever Michelle called me asking me to go on a date, I would immediately hang her up. I was like, I don't care. I don't want to deal with you. And then I was right, too, because she's a backstabbing bitch. Like, Right. you know, She's a fucking she, rat. yeah, she, her name's not even Michelle. It's Karen. <laughs> it's Of like, course, and of course it is, but yeah. uh, like, I don't know how you feel about the girlfriends. Like, that, that feels like them kind of trying to... tie this game down it's in its sort of realism because you know the game is very it's very it's much more realistic than the games that it came after like look at san andreas 
and then look at four, it feels like completely different game series to which, you know, even Rockstar has acknowledged themselves. Like they, they view that the PS2 games as completely different entries uh, and then four and five are their own universe sort of thing. You know, I think they call the PS2 games the, the 3D universe and then four and five is the HD universe. Uh, but the the point being is like four is very, very, it's much more realistic. The cars feel like they are made, they're like waterbeds where they are constantly going side to side, but with the little <laughs> bit of a turn. You know, Nico feels like he weighs 300 pounds despite, despite being a little stick figure man. Uh, all the characters when you which you know, this is a mechanic I love about the game is you know characters react realistically to pretty much everything you do whether it be if you shoot them in the leg they're gonna start limping and if you shoot you know if you shoot them in the arm they won't use that arm anymore or you know there's a very reactive element to this world that I I adore like. There, there's a great video comparing four and five and how like uh if you like bump somebody with a car very gently in five they would just fall over but in four like they put their hands out to like stop it like try mm-hmm. to like keep your distance away like there there's such a very very big effort to make everything feel real and I feel like the girlfriend mechanic is like kind of tied to that. But um, I don't want to date girls. I wanted to date Brucey. <laughs> uh, Bru- Brucey being uh, Brucey's a character. Let's just say that Brucey is a character. He's a character in the game. He's... Uh, but and I don't mean that like he's bad. I I adore Brucey. Brucey is one of the funniest characters in the entire game, being like this. Juice head guy on bullshit, bull shark <laughs> testosterone, who sells cars and wants to be an entrepreneur, and he's always hyper and jacked up and wanting to uh people to touch his abs and his pecs, but he's also <laughs> a closet case where he constantly says, "Well, if I was gay, I would, you know, I would be worried for those guys," uh, sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean. The ultimate point of the being is I could not care about the girlfriends. Like they they want you to care about like Kate, who's like the one girlfriend who like quote unquote matters. I don't care. They she this they are they are nothing to me. Right. She's nice. What's nice? Who cares? Oh, the the one girlfriend that I do love is Carmen. Carmen's hilarious where she's constantly horny and refers to herself in third person uh she can stay i like carmen all them all the other ones no thank you uh but i mean there's something magic there's something unique about four compared to the rest of the series because i mean a lot of fans did see four as like a weird black sheep in the series. Like you look at the PS2 games and they're they're real they're they're tied to a realistic, you know, you have like human like characters and you have realistic S settings, you know, all the sort of things. But 
they're never so concerted or concerned about going um the distance to make you think it's a believable world which is what i love about four liberty city feels alive to me like i you know i can i love I love the rendition of like Los Santos in five, but I always go back to thinking about Liberty city. There's, there's something about what they did with Liberty city that feels more special to me, you know, because, you know, rockstar is like one of the main proponents of open world games. And, you know, so many people, fondly look back on their open worlds. I mean, you can just say Liberty City, Los Santos, Vice City, you name it, and people know what you're talking about. You know, it's it's like the city itself is a character, but I feel like Liberty City is, is something unique. Of, it's just a special place to visit, as I say, as I'm folding up the uh, the map right now. Because I don't want to roll it over with my chair. I mean, what what do you think about Liberty City as a setting, uh, Hayden? Well, I guess well, it's like one of those things where all of those the little um, attention to detail that they added into the game mm -hmm. um, from the the way the NPCs uh, interact with shit like, you know, you bump with bump into them with your car or something to the lines that they give NPCs mm -hmm. that you can just hear, walk by and hear them, or you can sit and listen to them talk. Like that is what makes the city feel so alive to me. Mm -hmm. Like, like uh, there'll be times you'd walk out of your, you know, your safe house, your apartment, and you just hear something insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, but that's like awesome because, you know, you might, that's what you might uh, happen in real life. <laughs> yeah. It GTA, the GTA universe is a very heightened universe. Like people always like to say it's a satire of America. You know, I just, you know, I get that argument, but I always view GTA as like a heightened version of America where it's like, it's not all, it's not explicitly like, haha, look at American culture. Isn't it silly and funny? It's more like you would probably hear some like, you know, whacked up person on the court street corner saying something about like, Oh man, I haven't jerked off in like you know a few days. I'm just, I'm about to go insane, you know. And I'm just like so true, man, uh, so true. <laughs> but like Liberty City feels so like like I think about all the commercials that you hear on the radio, uh, in the car. Like there's so many amazing commercials that like just make this place seem like insane, but like. Oh, at the same time, I'm just like, <laughs> I want to live here at the same time. It's very strange. Like, like I want to watch that. I want to yeah, go like, to that show. Like you, you, you posted, <laughs> you put, you posted a commercial today from the game about, was it kids play banging trash, banging, can. <laughs> banging trash can lids for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
There's oh, also there's the recurring TV show that's going on called America's Next Top Hooker uh on the on the TV station CNT uh where it's like on one hand you know everyone likes to say well like GTA just predicts the future or like it's it just knows America it's like well man I wish there was a show called America's Next Top Hooker that would right. be great there the 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 there's so many reality show commercials in this game that are just amazing. There's like the reality show about like suburban life where they're just like where you get just you can watch reality happen right in front of you. And it's pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> watch this character mow the lawn. I'm just like, wow, that sounds a lot like uh, like 50 percent of like or almost all tra- uh, trad posters on Twitter. Uh they would probably uh, love that. It's, yeah, it's where, where, where's the trad? Where's the GTA commercial about talking about a trad reality show? I want to. That'd be kind of funny. I would see like one one person trying to build a cabinet, and then I would see another person uh, t- talking about how they didn't show their kids a PG thirteen movie. Like <laughs> that would happen in GTA universe. I guarantee it would happen. Like. Uh, GTA, Grand Theft Auto, Liberty City, whatever. Like the ridiculousness is like makes you feel cozy or something. Like you, in a way, you like by playing a GTA Four. It's, I mean, to to pull out the game case again, like the fact that they have a map that you can unfold and look at, but they also have a travel guide too. Which I mean, granted, that's like the manual, but like opening a rockstar game a ro- opening a grand theft auto game is like traveling to a city that like you it it feels like traveling to new york city where you would get the map you would get your travel guide telling you all the famous places to go to all the sort of things happening around the city and that makes me want to go like wish i could it's like vicarious it's like a living vicariously through media or something i don't know might be talking out my ass right now but um there there is a magic in liberty city of gta 4 where i want to just like live out like my mundane life in between like being a full-fledged gangster like there's there's so many smart little decisions like in order to replenish your health, you have to go to a yes. restaurant. You have to go to a restaurant. You have to go into stores to get new clothing. You, uh, I'm trying to think of other sort of thing. Like, for whatever reason, they include a car wash. You can take your cars to a car wash. Why? I don't know, but you can do it. You can. It's a, such a pointless mechanic, but it adds to that sort of place of being. You know, there the that hey like i'm living here in the city for right now like in this in this moment of me playing the game i am living here sort of thing like there's 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 because a lot of i feel like if you in any other case this would be this would feel like chores like we were saying like this would be a negative like oh i gotta go i gotta go to the restaurant to replenish my health i gotta you know, go to go to my apartment to save, you know, put a save state in, you know, save in a save slot, or I have to, 
know, if I want to, uh, what are some other mechanics that the game does? Like, like you have to actually stop on toll roads to pay the toll fee. Yes. Like, <laughs> like that would all seem like negatives, but for some reason, I, I but said, my, my ass was stopping for the toll. Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, I swear to God, like only GTA 4 accomplishes this for me, where it's like the dedication to realism, the dedication to putting yourself in, in a spot and in a city, it, for whatever reason, it works only in this game. Like if I was told in any other game to do these little annoyances, I would be I would probably be like pissed the fuck off. I'd be like, let me go to this place and I don't have to pay a toll road. And you can see like GTA five did away with a lot of these little annoyances. Like there's no toll roads. You don't go to restaurants to replenish health, like all that sort of stuff. But as a result, I feel like there's a loss. There's a loss of connection to Los Santos as a place and location. But I, I, and I don't want to make it sound like GTA 5 is a bad game. I think GTA 5 does things better than 4, but I feel like 4 does a lot better than 5. It's like this delicate balance. And I find myself wanting to go back to Liberty City, whether it be to uh, go to the airport and just fuck around, uh, which was a big thing back in the day. Everyone in the multiplayer mode wanted to go to the airport. Uh which, which was a thing too. Did you ever play the multiplayer mode in this game growing no. up? Uh, I only got a little bit. I got to it a little late because like five was around the corner. But like four, it was just like 16 players in the map and they, you know, there was no rules, sort of say. Like you could just do what you want, do, you know, do little things, roam around, do everything you want. And everyone would just go to the airport to just have death matches. Like, so they could just like blow get the helicopters and blow each other up and it was just like madness but it all worked and i love you know another little thing about gta 4 is i love like when you killed another person in multiplayer mode it would just say like this person fl person flattened that person or this person fucked up this other person <laughs> like it was very it was very colorful and like old school rockstar mentality of just like embodying all but i don't want to get on multiplayer because i think the multiplayer is not important here but yeah i just gta 4 is so cool to me like this I, I'm, I'm like blanking right now i mean do, do you have any other sort of experience unique experiences with this game like do you have i mean is there anything else that like stands out to you when you because you 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 almost got to the end i know yeah. you were telling me i mean was there any sort of moments that like stood out to you i guess on this playthrough shit well see i was very like um i was very like i'm gonna play through the, the story i'm not gonna do any random shit this time so my, my main takeaway from this playthrough was I was just absorbing in all the little things because I'm mm -hmm. so focused on the story mode. I'm absorbing all the little, uh, like, uh, 
like the conversations that you have um, in the car on the way to a mission with mm-hmm. the other characters. I was absorbing all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is so like, you, you can tell they spent so much time on this, getting these little characterizations down. It's like this, it's like I, so unique. Yeah. And they also do that too with the cell phone. You know, the cell phone was a big mechanic in this game. And, in a lot of games, exposition or character sort of stuff feels kind of like forced in because they don't know where to put it. But like the cell phone was like the best invention they ever made because it feels natural and feels connected to the world. Uh, even down to how like characters will send you text messages, like each characters have their own sort of like unique style to how they text you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, Roman is, you know, Roman's kind of like your standard, like, person who texts you but like dimitri went early in the game he's like very formal about everything he sends you or um i guess we can spend a little bit of time on our favorite character uh bernie bernie has a very (laughs) unique bernie has a very unique way of texting you uh let's talk let's oh my god bernie want to talk about bernie crane for a bit yes uh The most fabulous person on the face of of the earth. Yes. So like, there's this character you meet in the game, like middle midway past the midway point, called Bernie Crane, who he was a member of Nico's army unit that got ambushed uh, back in Europe, uh, and Bernie used to be called Florian Kravich. Uh, but in America, he changes his name to Bernie Crane. Bernie Crane, uh, and <laughs> he and he uh, gets to live how he he gets to live his true life, his true self, which means being every sort of stereotype of gay people in the two thousands. Uh, he has an over the top gay voice. He uh, is a fitness coach. A lo- he's a fitness instructor, a lifestyle coach. Uh, his apartment is lavishingly adorned with Tom of Finland esque <laughs> art pieces and like crotch shots. Uh, he's in love. He has a, his lover is a married man, a married straight, you know, playing a, a guy in a straight marriage who's a politician whose message is family matter, family values. Uh, and Bernie is a camp tornado that whenever he appears on screen like you know gta people always like to say like gta is like making fun of minorities or whatever and yes to an extent but like it's every sort of like stereotype about anyone any sort of thing whether it be blacks russians the Irish, Italians, Mexicans, whatever you name it. It's fair game, but they're so heightened and extreme that they almost they almost boomerang back and become lovable. And Bernie is like yes. the epitome of this. Like when you meet Bernie in his apartment, he's like, I am a fitness instructor and a <laughs> lifestyle coach, and I'm in love. But he's married. I'm doomed. Like, and he, uh, 
he like you posted a clip too of him talking about him being stalked by some like guy trying to blackmail him his lover and he's just like you know i don't think he just approves of what my life and nico's just like what he's like well i'm just so fabulous <laughs> oh. or you know bernie is like my favorite character in the game outside of nico like bernie or bernie crane is so over the top that I just think he is a fierce diva working the runway at every he is aware what the the camera is on him somehow and he 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 ate that scene up he ate that scene up mama yes I, every every scene every mission you, do you love the mission where he goes they go on the boat and he's like wearing an ascot and a hat uh, <laughs> and sunglasses and he's just like he's I like we can go. So we can go to the beach. <laughs> it's re- ridiculous. Bernie is ridiculous of a character, but I love him to bits. Like uh, every character, like most of the characters, I could not really. I really don't have a pref a proclivity to the 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 Italian mobsters. They're kind of just like. Oh, this feels like when Rockstar really wanted to make their like own Goodfellas type mo- game or whatever. Like, you know, you, they they can do that sort of thing. But like, the characters, whether they be like the McCreary, like uh, uh, the McCreary brothers specifically, uh, uh, Packy, uh, Packy, uh, Dwayne, uh, uh. There's Luke. a Jerry. Oh yeah, Jerry. Gerald. But, yeah, like then you also have like, uh, oh my god, what do you think about Little Jacob? Little J- I love Little Jacob. <laughs> little Jacob is also an over the top like stereotype of a Rasta guy that <laughs> also back part like he's legitimately one of the best characters because he like he's like your best friend and also if you spend time with him he has arguably one of the best perks in the game where he has like a mini armory in his trunk that you can just get weapons from but he he is the most ridiculous rastafarian accent and dialect like i I think of like the early one of the missions in the early game where you're helping him it's like the it's the mission where you learn how to do cover like take cover Mm. and He's like smoking on a joint and like I just love the voice actor to simulate smoking on a joint. He just goes like (laughs) every every like 10 seconds you just hear like little Jacob just like hitting a joint and it's like so silly, but it just works like you come to love him. Yeah, if you don't have subtitles on, you will not understand what he is saying. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the great parts about his character. <laughs> yeah, he's legitimately unintelligible without subtitles. I, <laughs> uh, I would argue a lot of characters need <laughs> subtitles because their accents are so thick and over the top that it's just like uh, this is the one time I. Re- I recommend subtitles because some of these characters need it. Uh, I would even argue like Nico needs it because he's so his accent. Oh my God, it, yeah. It's like 
so thick it's syrup type moment. Uh, which I don't even think that the actor who plays Nico is like East, like a Slav. He's just like some TV actor that they got that they got, and it's like he just plays like bit roles in like cop shows or something. I don't remember, but like you know. Nico needs subtitles. Little Jacob needs them. Uh, I would say the McCreary's kind of need it when they go full Irish. Uh, which, by the way, I love the I love that like the McCreary's who are supposed to be the Irish stand-ins are always just like yelling at each other, like don't and yeah, don't talk to my sister. I see you looking at her. Don't talk to her when you. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's GTA four, and I and I say also too like the broad GTA universe. Everyone is just a stereotype and a caricature of like a different group, like a different minority or whatever, and it like becomes endearing. I mean, I'll just say this: like in GTA five, I think uh, Lamar is hilarious because oh my god, Lamar is hilarious, like the the lengths they went to make him sound like every black guy you've probably like seen in some like vine compilation uh <laughs> i i wish i could i don't want to say it in 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 a uh, threat to be deplatformed from uh my distributor but it's just like yes. knock knock n word uh, <gasps> Why don't you get a yee ass hair? Why don't you get a hair? Oh <laughs> yes, the yee ass hair cut. You get which, some bitches on your dick. <laughs> I, which I don't know about you, but that might the yee ass haircut uh, might be the best line delivery in any game I've ever heard. Like, not to, <laughs> I don't want to get too onto GTA Five. I will do an episode on it, but it's just like right, right. <laughs> I love when GTA just goes like kind of almost camp territory and like Lamar feels it feels like straight guy camp where it's like everyone knows who this guy is supposed to be but like you know they can't say it but like now they have the perfect reference points like oh my god it's just like Lamar like right or Lamar or Frank like Franklin being like the most whitest black guy on the face of planet Earth too is also great too. I love Franklin in that game. Even uh, it's just, I know people will like I know some people may not be like GTA fans in the sense of like it's you know it's very on paper very straight guy thing. But like there's so many like bits and pieces about it that just like that's you could have swore that the like the one gay person on the staff was just like, well, what if I had a hand in this? And it's just like, uh, or like, I don't know. It's GTA, GTA at moments just goes into like camp mode. And I just kind of just like have to like, you know, yes at the screen. Just like you, you, you went there. Literally. Went... Yes. Out loud. Yes. <laughs> it's, and it's funny too, in the context of like GTA Four, which is a very dour and sort of melancholy game, especially in the grand scheme of the series. Like the series is very kind of like over the top, whether you know from the missions to the location to the characters. And GTA Four is much more realistic and sort of pessimistic, pessimistic, and uh, 
very critical of sort of American ideals, but like it can't escape its sort of reality of what it is. Like it, it's still like this game that's trying to just be one big sort of like party of excess. Uh, and I just, I personally can't get enough of this game. Like I, there's so many like little things to these experience. Like I think about how, if you take pictures on your cell phone of the strippers in the, in the strip clubs, the bar, the, the security guard will throw you out for doing that. Like I think of like, that's a little <laughs> detail that, you know, is part of the game. Or I guess, you know, the one controversy that people cared about with this game which was the drunk driving like you know gta gta has been known for its controversy you know our you know our our beloved hill dog got involved with it at one point in the series fran history but like you know gta has been always the subject of controversy but like gta 4 for whatever reason like the one main one that people cared about was the drink the drunk driving mechanic which is kind of like quaint in hindsight um you know the game lets you drive your car when you're drunk and granted driving is already difficult in GTA four. So then add in like a, a, a system that purposely is trying to like make you crash, which crashing too is a extremely dangerous thing in the game. Like legitimately like crashing your car might kill you. Um, Cause it'll, yeah, you'll fly it'll... out the window. You'll fly out the window. You'll probably fall into the ocean. It's it's like, yeah. <laughs> I I remember that too. Like when I was a kid, I would do that all the time. One because I thought it was funny, um, just seeing like Nico just rocket out of a car into the water. Like never became like never became boring to me, and it still wasn't when I was doing it. My playthrough, like <laughs> this last week, I was just like, this is fun. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't. What. Who who's who's Faustin? Who's Dimitri? Uh, uh, what do I gotta do with them? What I I just want to <laughs> crash cars and jump in the ocean. Like that's fun, but it, it's quaint that like at that point in time, people had gotten accustomed to GTA's sort of like button pushing, and so like the only thing people cared about was drinking and driving to you know mothers against drunk driving got involved uh not the mothers not mother not mothers <laughs> it's it's just like i don't know like i i personally i welcome you know nudity drugs sex you name it into my games i don't care it's fun uh grand theft auto's proclivity to just like going a little bit further with things always like is something that like more games should do whether it be and you know gta's proclivity to like making fun of everyone is another thing which you know it's a sad thing that supposedly gta 6 is not going to do that um instead yeah. you get to play as aoc chola girl um i mean it, heck my opinion about GTA six will be one eightied if it's just like a parody of AOC. Like that would you know, if they do that, I'm sold. But like, you know, the fact that they said like, oh, we're not gonna punch down on people, you know, 
all this sort of thing. It's like, well, that, you know, we're not embracing like the frat boy culture. It's like, well, that's kind of like the magic of the series. that It's like a bunch of frat boys all sort of like thinking of like, wouldn't this be funny if we did this in our game? Uh, and that's like at the core of GTA is like frat boy, like thinking like, uh, commercial for like taking Mexican testosterone drink or whatever it's called in the in the commercial like they think that's funny like I don't know yeah. just... what if the gay guy wore an ascot everywhere like <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if yeah it's just like all these like I <laughs> I I really I, I've never, I mean, I just think, you know, GTA's, like, uh, I love, GTA has such an important part in the history of games because it was willing to, you know, literally let you do as you want. So you could beat up pedestrians in the street, you could kill them, run them over, you could see, you know, polygonal, you know, boobs and strip shows you can get prostitutes in your car to give you blow jobs what they're you know the sexiest thing known to man uh <laughs> your little like 15 polygon prostitute bloke giving you a blow job in the alleyway like hey you know wouldn't that be great if you <laughs> you don't know how to do it in real life here we're just gonna like uh. give you a facts a facsimile of what it could be <laughs> like I love that GTA has always been willing to embrace the sort of like, I guess, pardon this use of the word naughtiness. <laughs> like, they, GTA is the result of like the PlayStation 1's pushing of boundaries across all sort of mediums, whether they be horror or action or storytelling or violence. You know, GTA is the logical conclusion of that. You know, GTA 3 is like the the birth child of the PS1 generation. Everything coming together and creating a 3D place to do everything you want. Uh, that can't be that can't be stated enough that how much GTA matters to the broader scope of things. But it's like GTA 4 just feels like such like a confident take on that idea where you know it's suddenly now focused on the realistic parts of all of it and I really I just you know I want people to realize how good of a game GTA 4 is you know because everyone wants mm. to focus on 5 they want to focus on like Vice City and San Andreas but it's like four gets left in the dust and it's not even because it's like a bad game. It's a fantastic game. It's one of the highest rated games in history. It's the third highest rated game of all time uh, from a critical perspective. You know, and I think, do I think it's the third best game of all time? No, I don't think so. But do I think it's a very great, fantastic experience? Of course I do. And I want more people to understand GTA 4 as a as a as a piece of entertainment um it's i i 
it, I think people are understanding what GTA 4 was going for in hindsight now because everyone hates GTA 5 right now. Uh, they want kind of like a return to form uh, as, you know, GTA 4 is doing, or GTA 5 online is like, oh man, look at this wacky DLC story that you can do. Isn't this so cool? It's like, whoa, it's, you know, when it that's not GTA is core, it's more like a cartoon at this point. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of ranting right now. I have no I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> I've had I've had a lot of vodka. It's a it's a point in time in history that you might never get back. <laughs> so true. But you know, this was this was the birth of you know, this was early PS3 generation. I mean, it's only two years after the PS3. And we're seeing, you know, this, it, it very much felt like GTA 4 was next gen, if you know what I mean. It's like mm. the level of detail from all facets of gameplay and interaction and story felt so much bigger and grander for not just the series, but for games as a whole like i mean it's it really felt like a next gen grand theft auto experience this was like what next gen is all about like having an experience that you couldn't have had on the ps2 and i think people in the moment didn't realize how good they had it and you know they saw the new shiny thing and they're like, well, I want new shiny thing. New shiny thing is the best thing on planet earth. Well, you know, now we're years later and now it's suddenly a new shiny thing is not good. The one before it was much, you know, was much better sort of thing. You know, everyone loves to hate the new thing, but I think GTA five has sort of like allowed itself to be like criticized or something. Um, uh, trying to think what else um what else there's there's this is the problem with talking about like a gta game is that there's seemingly infinite little things you can talk about and it's like if you get too sidetracked and if you drink too much like me uh you forget <laughs> a lot of things um I'm just thinking about Hillary Clinton's Statue of Liberty right now like <laughs> I just think of her with the coffee cup um, because you know that whole thing. The reason why she's holding a coffee cup is because Hillary was at the centerfold of the hot coffee scandal in in San Andreas, which was the oh. uh, the sex mini game uh, that you were not allowed to see, but someone found out that they animated characters having sex, and it pulled San Andreas off the sh- off the shelves for a bit because it got slapped with an adults only rating because. You can't show polygonal characters humping, you know, humping each other. Right. Uh, and Hillary was at the centerfold, so they're just like, "What if we referenced Hillary in our game? Let's put a uh, thing of Starbucks coffee in her hand instead of a torch." Again, that's the such the that's such uh, frat bro thinking. Like, oh, what if we put her face on the Statue of Liberty <laughs> and she's holding a coffee cup? Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, <laughs> me being a gay man who just thinks that, you know, a fierce diva like Hillary Clinton doing anything is like a fierce diva moment. 
I just love just the image of like Hillary Clinton's like <laughs> ghoul ghoul smile on like in green copper or in the you know copper rusted green overlooking a city and it feels very appropriate for hill dog to be like an iconic memorial uh of a of like a digital city i feel i almost almost feel it's 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 so stupid but i love it so much there's uh it's it's perfect i mean it's yeah i mean it's just like a gta 4 I think needs to be appreciated more as a as a game. I think it's time and it's within reason to ask Rockstar to be like, look at the ideas you had here. Why don't we keep building upon them? You know, one thing I missed in GTA Five was how many building how many buildings you couldn't go into. In GTA Four, you can go in so many buildings, like that made it feel more alive to me. Like GTA five, I think the only buildings you can go into are like clothing stores. Like mm. that doesn't, that feels like set dressing, you know, in GTA four, the, you know, just for context, like in the, in the, in like broker in the area you start out in, like you can go to a, like one of these like little diners to like get food to replenish your health and then you also have like that chicken fast food chain i forget its name click and bell yeah oh yeah you can go into like click and bell (laughs) you know to get food you know there's so many like different variants and on it it's not just like the same diner or like click and bell everywhere like there's like variety to it all and i like how you know the, the store you know the first clothing store you get is like this second-hand import russian clothing that's just like <laughs> leather jackets and like track suits but then by the end of the game it's like oh hey you can go to like get nice suits or a nice jacket you know there's a progression and there's a believability that like hey in like brooklyn there's probably like a soviet clothing like a east european clothing store uh sort of thing like there's there's a connection between a digital world and a physical world. It's just like they clearly, yeah. I, I, I think GTA Four is a wonderful time. I really do. I mean, do you have anything else to say? I guess you know this will be a good place to wrap up because I'm losing right logical function right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the play through this game again you know i'm I'm gonna finish it if i don't finish it tonight i'll have to do it in the morning or something but it's like this is so much fun because it's like um uh, i don't i don't get to play video games that much and so it's like holy shit this is what people just you know could walk into a store and buy it and then they just fucking play it mm-hmm <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you have a PS3 or a three, I mean, heck, you if you have like a newer Xbox, like a I think it's the series, the new the new Xboxes, whatever they're called, Series S, X, Sex, I don't know, the Sex, but yeah, yeah the, the Xbox Sex. Um, uh, you can apparently play the game backwards compatible. Like you can play it on those Xboxes. Like if you have an, a new Xbox, play it that way. If you have a PS3, play it. 
if you heck if you have a PC play because you know it's PC has like a gargantuan amount of mods that can just like turn the game into a nightmare. Um which reminds me of one of my favorite mods for GTA 4 is like it just turns all the cars into ricochet projectiles just shooting across the map. <laughs> it's insane. But the you know the point being is search out GTA 4 when you can, wherever you can. Maybe one day they'll port it. Who knows? I mean, I would love for this game to not be trapped on the 7th gen of consoles, especially considering the game runs like, uh, to put it lightly, shit at certain points <laughs> where if you're driving too fast, the game will suddenly like at almost border on slideshow appearance. Um, But, you know, I think search out this game in whatever means you can. PlayStation, Xbox, PC. It's an important game to play. I think it's a wonderful touchstone of a culture that has gone by. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of parts of GTA 4 could be made today. Let's just say that. Um, people would get upset. But, you know, that's the point of GTA is it's just an exaggeration, a hype, uh, uh, I forget the word. My 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 creator brain is acting up again. Hyper exaggeration, uh, of just like America, but like that's you know, it's not so much like a, uh, a bad thing as much as like, hey, get into this playground and have fun and become Nico Bellic, the most. Uh, the the original Slav that started off the craze of ever everyone's obsession. He was the first, in a the, way. The first, the first one he inspired. He Nico Bellic actually created Red Scare. Uh, <laughs> without without Nico Bellic, we would not. Anna and Dasha would not be here where they are today. Let's just say that I don't know. I'm losing. Let's it. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> What did we mean by this? Well, you have to play the game to figure it out. I don't know. Just you know, it'll make sense. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but I, I, I want to thank you, Hayden, for joining me on my rant episode. I guess uh, it's been a a treat to talk to you. It's been a treat to share a game that we both love together, uh, and I. I, I, I'm I'm just grateful you came along for this wonderful little journey with me. Oh, absolutely. It was so much fun preparing for the <laughs> preparing to do this and try to... <laughs> trying to try to try to cram a forty hour game into like a week or so. Uh, <laughs> damn near impo basically impossible. Um but we tried both me both me and Hayden tried. Let's just you know Yes. Little we, gamers we... that could. Yeah, unfortunately, we could not. I had to watch a story <laughs> recap, uh, which is funny because I didn't even talk much about the story. It's like the story is like just like an icing element for me. Like, you know, <laughs> I just think about, you know, I just think about Manny in his like, uh, man, I forgot, like Manny would be like the perfect like. I don't know. He'd be like, I'm white Hispanic and I'm talking to the kids and I don't want them <laughs> looking at the twerking blacks. 
sort of thing. The mayor doesn't the mayor doesn't want want us to do this. The mayor <laughs> hates us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're just trying to get kids off the street. Yeah, we're just trying to get kids off gay Twitter. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. M- M- Manny would be the guy being like, "Oh hell no, not my son seeing you know the twerking blacks." My like, son ain't gonna be twerking. My 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 son ain't gonna be. My son ain't putting on the transgender skirt. <laughs> but anyway, hell no. <laughs> oh my god. Hell no, Nico. Shoot that transgender. <laughs> That's, That's what a- Manny would say. That would that would be twenty twenty two GTA four. That, <laughs> That's. I'm just imagine. I I want I want I want a GTA that is like loosely based off of like the Twitter sphere. And I just want to be like I want to see like all these exaggerations. Yes. We of like need these... a GTA Umfi. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the GTA Umfi already exists. It's French Tom. Oh, that's right. French French Tom, one of the other gay characters who's like, I hate if there's anything I hate who you more than kill. Yeah, who you just kill. You shoot in, a... in the head. Yeah, he's like, anything I hate more than fat people and uh cripples is poor people. And it's like, wow, <laughs> did GTA predict oopfies? Let's discuss that. I don't know. It seems a little on the nose. It almost feels like a pre- maybe GTA did predict the future. I don't know. What's the you know? Sound off in the comments below. Uh, That's right. Leave a review if you think GTA predicted Umfis. <laughs> <laughs> leave a five-star review. Le- yeah, leave this podcast a five-star review if you think GTA predicted Umfis. <laughs> I will know. I will know who. I will know which reviews are predicting Umfis. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I think that is <laughs> that's where I think I will pause the recording for tonight.